Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Recap Race Analysis here on the Cycling Dane Extra channel, or if you're listening on the Cycling Dane podcast. And today I'm, of course, joined with Patrick Blake of Audi Cycling and one third of the Echelon Cycling podcast as well. And today was the final stage, the Champs Elysees finish. And I mean, Patrick, we, we know the shenanigans that go on, kind of the photography, blah, 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 with the teams. It's a very processional part. But what we're interested in is that final sprint. What kind of happened there? It was possibly one of the most chaotic Champs-Élysées that we've seen. We were saying it when we were commentating on it, that there were so many groups going off the front. But eventually, the sprint teams did get a handle on the situation. On the very final lap, with only about five kilometers to go, that things finally settled down, if you can even describe it as settling down when it's a sprint. But there was a lot of jostling for position, lots of teams trying to move up. You know, we saw lots of teams taking control early, like Alperson, like Intermarche, and also Jake Walula for their respective sprinters. But going into kind of a final kilometre or so, it was being led out by Alperson with Rickart, and they still had Matthew van der Poel and Philipson to deploy as they're going through the Place de Concorde. It was then Jasper, I think it was Mohoric who was on the front, then Alexander Kristoff, who was leading out his teammate Cern van Scholt interestingly enough i thought it was going to be for christoph today given his fantastic record on the champs elise but that wasn't the case and then it was matthew van der Poel who hit out with probably about i want to say somewhere around 500 to 600 meters to go something like that with philipson in tow and it looked all set and done that philipson was going to come out of his wheel and he was going to win but gronavagen jumped them a little bit philipson went onto the wheel of gronavagen and as pedersen was coming up the left-hand side of gronavagen Philipson was going up the right-hand side. It looked like it was just going to be those three riders going for a blanket victory between either one of the three. But it was a, a surprise rider from Bora Hansgrohe coming up the left-hand side like a bow hell. It was Jordi Mayus who rolled them all on the line on the bike row by only a few centimetres or so. And Jordi Mayus takes Bora Hansgrohe's second victory of this Tour de France and I think it was a surprise to us because we weren't really mentioning him at all as a favorite for the day and I'm sure maybe like a lot of people weren't really so great performance from from a big Belgian and it's a, a Belgian one too because Philipson finished in second place but I'm sure that he'll be pretty disappointed to not get that fifth victory in the Tour de France. Yeah, I think you're right. It was quite a shock on the line. And I mean, Bora Hansgrohe are going to be very happy about this. Uh, we kind of question why they were even there in terms of the sprint. But I mean, this is an incredible victory for Jordi Mouse. All the suffering through the mountains as well. And he's been on some people's radar. And many people question why he was even here as well, considering they have Sam Bennett. So yeah, really justified his present here at the last possible moment at the tour. Yeah, a real surprise winner. And like you say, they left Ben out of his team for Jordi Mayus. And that was certainly questioned by a lot of kind of a cycling sphere as to why Jordi Mayus is getting brought over Sam Bennett. And, you know, there's no telling. Sam Bennett could have won some stages before this stage as well. You know, that's all kind of, you'll you'll never know. But Jordi Mayus certainly taken his very deserving stage win on the Champs-Élysées. It was certainly something which wasn't expected. And do you reckon this puts Mayus as one of the best sprinters in the world now? Or was it just good good timing? What do you yeah. reckon? That's a good question. 
I mean, is it a fair gauge? They're all kind of knackered as well. But yeah, he really jumped them. Where would I put him? I don't know. Would you put him? I, I'm hesitant here because I don't want to kind of, he's just one against the best sprinters. But I kind of feel like Alperson messed up their sprint a bit with, uh, yeah, like you said, they were caught off guard by Dylan Hoenerweg. And so I think that maybe they launched a little bit early. We've seen largely Philipson's success in this tour coming from when he's come straight from the wheel of Matthew van der Poel, whereas they got jumped by Groenewegen. And I know that Philipson did make the most of that. I think it was on his third or fourth stage win where he kind of surfed the wheels a little bit. But I think that, you know, he got caught off guard a little bit perhaps, and that certainly didn't help. But not taking anything away from Jordi Mayus. You know, you've got to be up there in a sprint and you've got to have the legs to be there at the end of a Grand Tour, one which has been probably one of the hardest there's ever been, considering how full gas it's been just for so many of the stages. I think that Mayu's possibly one of the biggest surprise victors of this tour, actually. And I think that Bora will... You know, there's definitely been some, uh, some bad blood between Bora and Bennett, and I think Bora will be quite relieved that they're kind of not well gamble with going with Jordi Mayus for this tour. They'll be very happy that it's paid off. Yeah, and uh, obviously they never won with Sagan here on the Champs-Élysées, so I think this is the first time they've won as a team here. But, I mean, yeah, you were kind of saying with uh, Alpsin, or the, yeah, Alpsin with Philipsen that, that they were jumped by Dylan Hoenewegen. But looking back at it, do you think that, well, when we look for the overhead shot, does it look like that Dylan Hoenewegen, because after Hoenewegen kind of tries to outmuscle him, they still kind of, yeah, he kind of outmuscles him and then he gets on the wheel of Machavanapol Philipsen and Hoenewegen then opens up his sprint, which I think was quite clever because then he boxed in Jasper Philipsen because where does Machavanapol go at that point? And that might have taking a bit of the speed out of him yeah absolutely and i I think i think that's a fair analysis in fact you do find that happens sometimes when the pure the sprinter is boxed in behind his lead out man because they're very sensible thing to do is to hug one of the barriers and then the lead out man pulls out ever so slightly from that barrier the sprinter goes through that gap and it's quite hard for other sprinters to follow through or if they do follow through they they don't have enough time to get around that sprinter. But the downside of that is that if you do get jumped like Gronewagen did, you get boxed in for a few seconds. So maybe that was the reason why Philipson didn't get the victory and it was Mays is because he perhaps wasn't able to launch his sprint. And I know maybe 20 metres earlier because maybe that was the difference because it was such a small margin of victory at the end of the day. Yeah, I think you're completely right. I think, uh, yeah. But what a fantastic finish, nonetheless. I mean, Mas Pilsen said he wants to win here at some point in his career. Do you think that's going to happen? I think it will do. Pedersen's the kind of rider who does very well at the end of a Grand Tour. I think he's just got such such fitness and such ability. And he's come second here before he finished. Was it third or fourth today? Pedersen finish. I think it was yeah. third. Fourth. He's just very consistent. It's the kind of finish that suits him, I think. And sometimes you just need to get lucky. Maybe a bit like Mayus did, did did today. You just the cards fall your way. 
you get in the right position, follow the right wheels, and you know, sprinting is a little bit of a lottery sometimes, and you know, it's only a matter of time before it falls on Pedersen, I reckon. That is kind of it of this, uh, the recaps of the 2023 Tour de France. Obviously, we saw Jonas Bingo win the yellow jersey with the green jersey going to Jasper Philipsen. And we also had the white jersey going to Tarabgacha, who's very lively on this stage as well. The polka dot jersey to Ciccone and the team classification going to Jumbo Visma. But I mean, yeah, anything to add, Patrick? No, I think that it's been a really good Tour de France. I've really enjoyed watching it. And you know what? This I said it on stream. I'm actually coming out of this surprisingly fresh. And I'm actually quite looking forward to the racing that's still to come. Usually I get to the Vuelta and I'm a little bit burnt out. But I'm raring to go. Can't wait for the rest of the season. Yeah, with that. Thank you very much for watching. Of course, join us for all of the things that are happening over the Cycling Dane Extra here. The Cycling Dane channel on Patrick's own channel, I'll Do Cycling, the Echelon Cycling Podcast. There's lots of things to check out. But with that, thank you very much for watching us here of all these recaps of the Tour de France 2023. And of course, as always, we will see you around. <laughs>